You're listening to Free Indeed Radio, the podcast from Free Indeed Ministries. Today on Free Indeed Radio, we don't produce the fruit. We don't produce the uh, the, the the characteristics of Jesus's life that will be apparent in us. We just bear them. When you abide in Him, when you abide in His righteousness, your life will reflect Christ. Period. And now, here are your hosts, Brandon and John. Hello, welcome back to Free Need Radio. I'm Brandon. And I'm John. And welcome to you on this beautiful rainy day in Central Oregon. <laughs> Rain I, in Central Oregon? Yeah, I... I don't know what it is, but like last night I was driving home from Bend and like, I just love the smell of rain. Like I I was thinking about how like God knew what rain would smell like. He crafted the smell, like he handcrafted the smell of rain. He handcrafted the things that overwhelmed my senses with uh, a sense of thanks for him. And he knew that I would enjoy it so much and enabled me to be able to turn that back to praise to him. And so like that, oh, it was just a really neat moment for me. Wow. And then to wake up this morning and stick my head out the window and, you know, it, it's still raining and, you know, I just, oh, I love that smell. It's like earth's perfume, you know, cause if you're out in the forest or, or, or standing next to a field and, you know, even, even in town, you're right. There's that smell that comes up. That's, that does resonate in us and right. gives you that sense of there's got to be a creator <laughs> that could put all of this together and make a sweet smell mm-hmm. come from that that would make you want to look at it and appreciate it and go, this is really refreshing. Yeah. That's neat. I like that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the perfumes and smells aside, uh, what we're going to be talking about is actually, <laughs> the, we, were, we were just talking about it off air. Um, so this morning I was just, I I was listening to a pastor that we both like, uh, Joseph Prince, and he was talking about Romans 517. And that is, uh, I've got it right here. Oh, not Acts. Just a second. For if, because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who, and here's the key, receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. And the point that he made was, if somebody isn't reigning in life, you know, then they aren't, they have not or are not receiving the abundance of grace from God and the free gift of righteousness. And that was, it was just really profound to me because, you know, he related it to Joseph and how, um, though Joseph had nothing, the Lord was with him. Like he's standing in front of Potiphar and he literally has nothing but a loincloth. And it says, yet the Lord was with him. And how, you know, even though he still had nothing, God's favor was still on him. 
and he quickly became the head slave of the house. And he was receiving so much favor that his wife noticed him and tried to seduce him. And, you know, after he ran away. Potiphar's wife. Yeah, yeah, Potiphar's wife. And then, you know, she lied about him trying to rape her. And, you know, he got thrown in prison. And even still, he became the head prisoner, essentially. Right. Like the most favored prisoner because God's favor was on him. And... You know, he, he, Joseph Prince related that to, to our lives. And, you know, it's not about what we do, but what we're receiving from God and how God's favor and his grace is always on us. And it was just really, um, it just really stood out to me. And he, he related that to how Jesus, or hang on, he related the, 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 the gift of righteousness as a jacket that, that, that Joseph Prince was wearing. He says, in that jacket, there's many pockets. And in one of those pockets is wisdom. In another one is peace. In another one is favor. And what I connected was when we wear that gift, of righteousness that Jesus gave us, our lives will reflect how he behaved, how he was, what he thought in certain situations. And the one that I directly connected it to was how on the, it it was the, I can't remember where specifically it was in, in the gospels and people who are really familiar with it will be like, duh, it's in this chapter, stupid. <laughs> but um, Every now and then you got to forget something. So go right. Ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the Sea of Galilee when it was really stormy and Jesus was asleep and the disciples are freaking out. And one thing that I had never heard people preach on before that I thought was a very, very important uh, aspect of the story and even the like more important than how the disciples were reacting and what ensued after was the fact that Jesus was asleep mm-hmm. in the boat. Like, yeah, most most pastors just kind of gla- glance over that detail and it was like, okay, well, yeah, he's asleep, but why is he asleep? And the, the, the big deal to me was if we are resting in that righteousness, receiving that grace and rested in it, then we'll be like Jesus and sleep during the storms. We'll be at rest because, you know, we'll understand that God has everything together and we'll just be able to, to rest and, and sleep and, you know, let, let everything be in his hands while everybody else who isn't receiving that grace and resting in that righteousness will be freaking out and wondering how they're going to make it through the night. Yeah. Letting the storm of life overcome them. Yeah. And he wasn't just asleep. He was like out. Yeah. He, he was gone. He, he, yeah. <laughs> he was KO. He knew his safety. He knew his place. And he knew that his father wasn't going to let anything happen to him. Mm-hmm. And I think you're so right with that. And that what a, it's a perfect, poignant 
part of what we're talking about with this Romans 5.17 is being in that absolute rest. And we talk a lot about the grace message because it is a free uh, gift. It is the place that we're supposed to be. And it is the number one thing that I believe, I mean, we both agree, I'm sure, that Mm -hmm. um, grace is where it's at. Because when you're full and living in the fullness of grace, you don't want to sin. You want to live more for God, more out loud for Christ than ever before. Mm-hmm. And it's a great place to be. And then you have this freedom to know that even though I have sins or problems or issues or my head goes crazy, I'm still okay. But I love the fact that in this verse, he doesn't just say the gift of righteousness. He says the free gift of righteousness. In other words, there's no buying this one. This is, like you said, that jacket's free. This is where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And it only, but but he has a qualification, like you said, too. Those who will receive, those who receive. Mm-hmm. So not everybody's going to receive it. And we can, ha- we, we see Christians all the time. They've received the name of Christ, um, but have they really received the abundance of grace? Mm-hmm. And where grace does not abound, then sin can come in, and then the law can take over, and works comes in. It, get, it turns us into, like we were talking about, a fretting mess. We mm-hmm. are those people running around on the boat, running into each other, getting all wet, wondering what's going to happen when we could be at peace and at rest. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking about an eternal standing before no. God. This is this is a That's here here now temporal. Yeah, God's grace, of receiving his abundance of grace and receiving his free gift of righteousness, not just accepting it because we can accept and obtain, but to really receive like to live in to is. Yeah, we're talking about to live in like, um, you know, the, the concept of a free gift from God, you know, if, if I were to give you a gift and you ask me, well, how much? If, if, you know, if you pay me, you know, if you earn it, you say, oh, no, I, I don't, oh, you shouldn't have, you know, you shouldn't have. Well, no, you shouldn't, <laughs> I, I shouldn't have, but I did because mm-hmm. you didn't deserve it. That's why it's a gift. That's why you didn't earn it. If you earned it, then it's payment. Right. And God, and, uh, Paul says that, you know, if you earn grace, it's no longer grace, but payment. So... And then righteousness, you know, exactly what is righteousness? Righteousness is your ability to stand before God in his presence as he, you know, as as Jesus is. Right. Because Jesus' righteousness is where we stand. Because he sits at the right hand of the Father, as we know. So in his righteousness, if we are the righteousness of God in Christ, which that's... Another one of our favorite verses that we hold to. And 2 Corinthians 5.22, I believe. Yeah, so that's one we live by, and here's, here's the truth of it. Here's the reality of it. So I, I thought I would share, Brandon, with you what was kind of going on in my head uh, today when I was, was praying, and, and then you brought it home with this, uh, Romans 5.17, and, and really helped me to put this, all, this thought together. But I was praying about being empty and, um, you know, and in supplication, which means completely needy, poor, you know, mm-hmm. having absolutely nothing. Um, and I was thinking and I was praying about 
if I let myself get to that point where I am empty and void of anything, then how do I have the thought of protection? And I know that I'm protected. I know that I walk in grace. I know that I am his righteousness, but I still feel this anxiety that comes around me that pressures me. I be, I, I feel fears, um, about the ministry or the people that we know and love or, or life itself, you know, my health, whatever it is. So this is something I've struggled with for a long time. And, and so I really, God really broke it down for me today. And so I saw myself as, okay, Lord, I'm going to tear down the wall of me. That means my will, my strength to hold me up. Mm-hmm. And now what are you going to do? How are you going to make me feel like I don't have to be anxious because I need to know you are the wall. I, I need to have that feeling or sense or whatever it is. And I didn't get that right there. I didn't get anything overwhelming because God didn't like start putting up a wall around me. He's trying to show me that it was within me that he lives. And it's, it, it's from within and it goes out. Of course, I'm protected as, as I go about my daily life. Mm-hmm. But what we're talking about here is in the heart, in the soul. And in our freedom to walk with Christ as Christians, our freedom to be able to do the things like we're doing, you know, to be mm-hmm. able to have free indeed, to be able to go out and minister and to share with people and enjoy their walk in grace too. It's it, That's an inner thing. And so when you brought this up to me, Brandon, it was just, he's he just showed me, okay, I know righteousness. I, I have received the free gift of righteousness and I've received the abundance of grace and now it's a matter of just knowing that it's there instead of just talking about having it, head knowledge, just mm-hmm. relaxing and walking in it. And like you said, being like Jesus and resting completely in it. And I know that God was kind of putting that together for me, but this really just kind of sealed it for me. Mm-hmm. How do I walk in the freedom that is you, Christ, and in you, Lord, that that when I reach my hand out, it's because of you. When I say things, it's going to speak you, that you'll be glorified. And here it is, because all those who receive the abundance of grace, and I know I've received it, now I can live in it, walk Mm -hmm. in it. That just gives me such peace. Yeah. So then how, how does somebody walk in that freedom? How does somebody receive the abundance of grace and receive the free gift of righteousness. I think it's how, how do we put on the jacket and accept it as our own? Mm -hmm. And how do we live in, you know, the, the knowledge of that righteousness and let the, those pockets, you know, how how do we just use what's in those pockets? Mm -hmm. You know, how, how do we do that? Well, I think it's knowing your identity in Christ First, when you understand who you are in Christ who, and who Christ is to you, that is the beginning of uh, your, your winning walk. Mm-hmm. And when you know who Christ is, who Jesus himself is to the Father, and then how he sees us, that's the beginning of receiving that free gift of righteousness. And grace, you know, Paul talks about it. We talk about it all the time. Grace is that place where we do not have to live under the constant fear, 
guilt, or shame of the sinful nature of the flesh that we live in and walk in every day. It gives us the freedom to walk freely, even though we carry this baggage within ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people get lost with, Brandon. I think people get confused by thinking, well, if I still sin, then I don't have grace. Well, if I have lots of grace, then I can go out and keep sinning. And that's just a mess. Mm-hmm. We are in a fallen world. We have the, the sin within us. We know that. But grace has covered that. But again, when you walk in the grace and you determine for yourself that I am not going to sin because I don't want to go and reach out for the sin. I am not going to go seek out that which I used to do because I have this grace thing. That's mm-hmm. where that's where the the it doesn't turn into grace. It turns completely into you and self-righteousness. So I think when we when you see the pattern of not walking in your old ways changing, then you see what this says that you are walking in the abundance of grace, that you have not only received the message, but you've, you've taken it in as truth and you're living it out as your salvation. Mm-hmm. And the, the same thing with, with the righteousness. I love that, uh, the, you know, the jacket. How do I put that on? Well, just put it on. And even if it doesn't fit right right now because you don't feel good about who you are or what you've been doing or what you think, you know, you're still hitting the, the porn sites every now and then, or you, you, you still have these lustful things, or you're still a liar uh, or a cheat. Well, you can still put on that righteousness because Jesus hasn't Because it's a gift. Yeah, it's a gift. And Jesus didn't come down out of heaven. He didn't get off the throne just because you're still having trouble with gossip. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still sitting there. He's still praying for us. He is still our righteousness. So therefore, all of these gifts we must put on. If we practice them, put the robes of righteousness right over that filthy, stinking body of yours and know that the only thing God sees and smells is the beauty of his son who he sent to die for us. That's the practice of walking and mm-hmm. resting in Christ right there. Yeah. And by that, you know, the God will take care of cleaning up the body, mm-hmm. the heart, the mind. He'll take care of you if you just let him. Right. I think of, you know, as you're talking about it, I think of 1 John 1, where it says, um, uh, 1 John 1, 5 through 6. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, uh, meaning you and God, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. And people will take this and be like, see, if you're sinning and you say that you have fellowship with God, then you're a liar. That's not what this is saying. No. This is saying, if you are not part of the body of faith, if you have never accepted Christ, if you've never responded to God's revelation of who he is in your life at all, if you don't have, you know, if you are not walking in the light and you say that you have fellowship with God, then you're a liar. You can, you can walk in the light and still um, 
walk according to darkness. Right. Um, One of our new favorite pastors who we're getting to know calls that being a fan of God, not a follower. Right, right, right. Um, But if, if we say we have fellowship with him, with God, while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, if you have accepted Christ, if you have right. had a moment of faith in him, received that righteousness, whatever, if you have responded to God and you have been placed in the family of... of born again. Born again, yes. Mm-hmm. You have fellowship with him. You have that that word koinonia. It's a very intimate word for fellowship. Um. And, but people will say, well, then that means that you're not sinning if you're walking in the light. Well, uh, excuse me, drop down a a little bit further. We have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If you're not sinning in the light, then why is the blood of Jesus there to cleanse you from your sins? That's right. We can still be in the light, walk in the light, absolutely and sin and fall and screw up because we're human. Uh, John eight twelve, uh, I believe it's John eight twelve says, "He who f- Jesus saying of of people, he who follows me shall not walk in darkness. Shall not that that little spot right there is a double negative, not like an English double negative which equals right. a positive, but like." Absolute double negation, no way, absolutely, it cannot happen. Cannot, okay, yeah. Because, you know, no one snatches anyone from my father's hand. And so, a believer cannot walk in darkness, even though they commit acts of darkness. Even by willful choice. Mm-hmm. And accepting that concept is the, fr- is, is, living and accepting that righteousness. Mm -hmm. Because once you recognize that fellowship with God is a gift, Mm -hmm. you know, the, 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 then it it makes all the difference in the world. The, what really got to me when I was first learning grace was I was just, I was just sitting working one day and then I was just thinking about the concept of grace. Cause I'd, I'd always heard that grace is getting what you don't deserve. I was like, okay, grace is getting what it is. And then it just kind of hit me like hell and uh, separation from God is what I don't, is, is what I deserve. Right. And that not getting that is mercy because mercy is getting, is not getting what you deserve. So God showed his mercy to us in saving us from separation from him. Grace is is getting what you don't deserve. And what I don't deserve is relationship with God. But he freely gives it because he loves me. I do not deserve eternity with him. I do not deserve, you know, to, to walk with him and to love him and to reign in this life. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's the key 
to living in that righteousness is recognizing that he took all of everything that you ever deserved to suffer under his judgment at the cross in the body of Jesus so that you would never have to experience that. Mm-hmm. Jesus took your place on the cross so that you could take his place at the Father's right hand. Right. And I think that what I've heard here, and I want everybody to listen to this, the, the verses that you've read, each of them have the word free. There's a free gift everywhere. Um, we were, we're sinners saved by grace and that it's a free gift of God that he sent Christ. All of these things, free. He, he just threw out uh, the word. He wants us to know you can't buy it or earn it or do anything. He's trying to get you to put away your self-righteousness, to put away your that, that need that we all as humans have. We're tr- all trying to get back to God. That's called religion when we're trying to make it to where we're good enough for him. He's saying, stop. I've got free gifts for you sitting over here, and you keep trying to buy junk over there. Mm-hmm. And another thing, too, with what you read there in, in the, the first one, uh, 1 John 5 there, the blood continuously cleanses us. So that would, again, be one of those places where someone could easily take this thought, well, if the blood is always con- cleansing me, then I can go out in my sin. And if I'm always in the light, but I sin, then I'm okay, then I can keep going and being what mm-hmm. I want to be. That's not what he's saying. Because when we do that, then... Uh, well, that let's face it, that turns us into a hypocrite. And Paul warns about being a hypocrite. So that's not a place where we're supposed to go out and find, um, say, well, God's got it covered, so I'll just do what I want. I think a depth of relationship and understanding of who Jesus is, what he did for you, and this is the receiving of the free gift. You asked about that, you know, how do we receive that? This is it. When you really get what Christ did for you and really understand what this means as a future, not as just a temporal, but when you really get hold of the kingdom that that is to come and that we will live and reign with him forever, Mm -hmm. that when you get that, then you can live and receive that grace. And you, like I said earlier, you don't want to play out in the rain when you can be standing comforted in the castle of God because it's it's just, well, it's ridiculous and it's an insult to the Father for him to see you playing in the sewer when you could be sitting at the kitchen table and eating his beautiful meal. Mm. And who wants to eat in the sewer when God's got this amazing meal for you in a palace? That's grace. That's understanding your righteousness. That means you don't want to. Brandon, we were talking about earlier, I still struggle in my mind with the the pictures that run in my head, but it doesn't make me want to go and do them. It, Even though they might even make me have a physical reaction, like, man, I, I, I kind of feel like I would want that back. Well, I really don't because I don't desire it. I desire to find God. I desire to live in grace and, and to and to be safe in my righteousness. Mm-hmm. So the difference is, why would I go and do that? Why would I want to damage everything that God's done in my own head? Not that I can damage God, mm-hmm. but I can sure damage me right. and my sense of what God has done for me. Why would I want to do that? 
Well, and Paul directly addresses that. He's like, what shall we say in Romans 6? What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. Other translations translate that as God forbid. You know, how can we who died to sin still live in it? How can we? How can we? How can, like, how, how can you, like, how can you do that? Like, Mm -hmm. no, how, how can we do that when it's such a precious thing? You know, like these free gifts. Yeah. Christ's death and resurrection, then his righteousness, his abundance of grace, the, the free, uh, life that we have that that he washes us Mm -hmm. continuously in his blood how can we and again that doesn't stop us from falling right brandon we we both agree on that because that's why we have each other that's why god has given us other people that's why free indeed is so so incredibly strong because people are learning to lean on each other and that hey you know what the thorn in my flesh is a pain in my you know what but the <laughs> grace that god has that's where grace is mm-hmm. because i'm not pursuing the well, thorn yeah and like that that makes sense because those who would re- who have received that who understand what it is to be forgiven who understands you know just how gracious and abounding and merciful God is and how amazing his gifts are and you know what he has planned for you when you really have a grasp on that that doesn't make you want to go out and sin no it makes you want to honor that and be and be faithful to it and do that in his strength not your own and um that kind of girds up the temporal life I mean, that's what we're saying. Right. And <laughs> Matthew, know, we can live as kings here or princes and princesses, right? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're, we're seated as, as princes with Christ in the heavenlies. Um, yeah. But in Matthew 6, 33, it, you know, he just got done talking. Or Jesus just got done talking about, um, you know, he's talking about the lilies of the, the grass of the field. You know, if God so clothes the field with, with grass, you know, how much more will he clothe you? And, you know, it just has all these provisions that God promises to protect us with. Right. And he's like, you know, the Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, that free gift. Seek it. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, don't just, uh, okay, the, it's mine. But seek it. Learn about it. What does it mean to be righteous with his righteousness. Yes. What does it mean to have the righteousness of God clothing you and pervading you so mm-hmm. that you are a slave to righteousness? You are no longer able to be of the darkness. You are no longer able to be in, you know, like to be from the darkness because you are in the light. As he is in the light, and as you say, that's positionally right because it and it, all these it is things a place it is a it is a it's an encompassing thing. It's not uh, like a piece of food that you're meat that God is giving a little bit of. Mm-hmm. This is this is where we stand because of where Christ sits. Mm-hmm. And seeking first the, the kingdom and His righteousness is abiding in Him, mm-hmm. right? And that will add to you the fruits of the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit is what is hidden in the righteousness, peace, love, joy, faithfulness, you know, self-control, gentleness, all of that. Those, you know, wisdom, abundance, all of those things come 
by abiding in that free gift and abiding in his righteousness, like it says in John, oh, amen. In John 15. Mm-hmm. You know, abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. All that we do is abide in the vine. And that, that word abide is to draw from. We draw from the vine. That's yeah, right. it's, it's one-sided. We don't produce the fruit. We don't produce the, uh, the, the, the characteristics of Jesus' life that will be apparent in us. We just bear them. That's right. When you abide in him, when you abide in his righteousness, your life will reflect Christ. Period. And the fruits of the Spirit, as you were saying... His attributes, mm-hmm. his attributes given to us so we can look like him. Mm-hmm. That's, like you said, that is living in this free gift of righteousness. Mm-hmm. And how do we get there? We receive this abundance of grace. And where do we, how do we stay in it? We live for him without fear or doubt. Like I said, without, I, I can let go of me. And let him be the whole Mm -hmm. all-encompassing fortress of my protection. I don't need my will to protect me. Well, yeah, we can't can't will ourselves into protection. We can't will ourselves into God's grace and his favor. We're already there. We're there. And you can't can't escape it. God's grace and his favor is so (laughs) overbearing (laughs) and so overpowering that it follows you wherever you go when you are receiving his grace and receiving his righteousness. That's all that God ever calls us to do in seeking is just receive, receive from me, receive. Yes. It's never, Rest you know, me, God receive. never demands anything. <laughs> you know, he, he never demands us to make our lives better no. or to try and change ourselves. He just says, receive from me, receive the gift of, of my unending grace, receive the free gift of righteousness. And he's trying to give it to us, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I mean, how silly are we when we turn things into religion and there's so much religion out there. There's so many people trying to make contracts with God that, mm-hmm. you know, to create all these things and to bring this about. You can't conjure this. And if you try, he's just going to withhold it because you're not receiving it like we've been talking about. You are not opening your hands, letting God place this gift in your hand, and then it to just take you over and consume you. Mm-hmm. And that's not reigning. That's being reigned by your own flesh. In the... In, in the, the, the trying to... Oh, the creating the contract. Yeah, with God. creating the mm-hmm. contract. You're, you're trying to, to reign yourself. Mm, yes. And, you know, receiving the righteousness and receiving that instead of trying to contract it will give you the freedom to reign in your life, to, to, to see God's favor from the inside out. Yes. It will just be a part of you that people will see and you will have favor with those around you. You will be, doors will fly open. That's, that's, that's the reality. Right. And just like going back to the example of Christ laying deep asleep, the manifestation of, of the Spirit was the fact that he was laying there and everybody looked at him and said, 
How can he be so restful and so peaceful? That's what the world will say around you. That's what the people where maybe you fellowship will say. Mm. And, you know, let me be so bold as to say, if you're in a place that brings rules and contracts and laws and stipulations about how to receive this righteousness or how to live in it, well, dare I say, get out, (laughs) do some learning, find what grace really is, see, practice living in it because you might already be doing it and not even knowing it, but because you've added laws and rules, it the, the, the words of Jesus are of no effect. You cannot serve both of these as we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I challenge you, everybody, to not be insulted by this, but to listen to what we're saying we are saying to get out there and live in grace and freedom and know your position in righteousness and stop letting anyone have their effect on you. Mm-hmm. Because if you want to let another human affect your life and be the answer to what you should be doing and how you should be doing it and not Jesus, that's why the Bible tells us that when you get under law and you get under your own works, his words are of no effect. Mm-hmm. Because it's no longer he who's affecting you. It's these other people. Stop letting them affect you. Call us, write us, let us tell you more about it. But live with the effect of Jesus only. And all of this will be added to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like... Uh, well, I, I would go into uh, Moses and Elijah on the, the Mount of Transfiguration, but... I, th- I think that's we'll another sp- story. <laughs> yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll be back with that. We'll save that for for another episode. Um. So, so thank you for tuning in to Free Indeed Radio today. Um. Yeah, and just go out and change someone else's mind about God. Thank you for listening to Free Indeed Radio. Send us your prayer requests, comments, and suggestions to freeindeedco at gmail.com. We would love to hear how the Lord has touched your life and rejoice with you. Don't forget to sign up to follow us by email on the website and get our app from the Google Play Store. Free Indeed is listener-supported, and we invite you to come check out how you can support us through our website at www.freeindeedco.com. Free Indeed Ministries believes that your tithes belong to your local church, and we receive your donations as offerings to support the mission of Free Indeed to advance the gospel of grace throughout the world. The Lord bless you as you go into your world and change someone else's mind about God.